What's going on, everybody? Bruce here from the Smart Pizza Marketing Podcast. Welcome back to the show. This is episode number 312 of the podcast. And Carmine Testa from the Jersey Pizza Boys and Carmine's Pizza Factory is joining me on the podcast today. This is going to be a fun episode chatting with Carmine. Carmine joined me on the podcast. We talked about how he got started, the Jersey Pizza Boys, finishing first place, and how he did that at last year's Pizza Expo, and all of that good stuff about what he's up to, which was a fun interview. Carmine and I have run in similar circles for a long time. I've never actually sat down and talked to Carmine until we did this podcast. We've been friends online for a long time. We've messaged each other back and forth on Facebook and Instagram, but we've never actually had a conversation about pizza and business. So this was the first time you're hearing it right here on the podcast, and that's why I really enjoy doing these shows because it gives me a chance to sit down with some amazing pizza entrepreneurs and marketing people and and have a conversation for 30 or 40 minutes about every, anything and everything. And that's what we get into today. I think you're going to enjoy this podcast episode with Carmine. He's a great dude. Uh, before we get into today's uh, podcast, I do have to say thank you to a couple friends and supporters of this here podcast you're listening to right now. If you are a small, local, independent pizzeria and you're looking for an online ordering system to fit your budget and your needs, you got to check out Slice. You may have heard of them. They're the pizza app, but they're more than that. Slice gives small shops online ordering and marketing at extremely fair prices, the lowest in the industry. No insane commissions, no crazy contracts, unlike some of those other online ordering services or the third parties. Why? Because the founder and CEO, Allure, is a pizza guy himself. He grew up in his family's business and wanted to create a platform for local independent pizzerias at an affordable price. So if you want some information, go to slicelife.com forward slash owners, and you can get signed up today for an extremely low price. Again, thanks to Slice for sponsoring this podcast. It may not be for everybody, but if you're looking for an affordable online ordering platform, go check out slicelife.com forward slash owners. I have to say thanks to today's show sponsor, Baccio Cheese. I've been working with their new Provore cheese, which is a square cheese inspired by provolone. It's got that sharp provolone flavor, but unlike the traditional provolone, it comes in a square, not round, so it's easy to blend together in a one-to-one ratio. It also is easier for storing, and it's great for sandwiches, but I've been using it for my chicken parm sandwiches lately. I've been getting dough from the local place down the street from me and using Detroit-style pizza with a mixture of the Provore and the pizza cheese that Baccio has. I've also made a chicken parm sandwich with this Provore cheese, and let me tell you, it is unbelievable. I'm not just saying that. I really, you can go look at my Instagram, take a look at the picture of this chicken parm sandwich, and you will probably start drooling right as you see it. So if you haven't yet, go check out, if you want to learn more about the provolone-inspired Baccio-perfected Provore cheese, head over to bacciocheese.com forward slash SPM and get yourself set up with a demo today and get yourself some of this cheese because it's amazing. All right, and don't forget, if you need some help, Mastermind Group is open. We are actually, if you're listening to this podcast when it comes out, we just had our second session, and we talked all about Instagram. We went over the uh, Mastermind Group members' Instagram handles, gave them some advice, talked about what's working, talked about reels, talked about hashtags, all of that good stuff, but that was only available to the Mastermind Group members. We are having uh, one of those sessions every single month. 
We're going to be doing a new session on a specific topic. And maybe next month we may do Facebook ads. So we're going to go deep into creating audiences. Uh, what is the best way to create audiences? What is the difference with the ads? What is the behind the scenes of creating these ads and what you need to know to make sure that you're spending your dollars appropriately? That's going to be a next month's session. Uh, so if you want to join the mastermind group, smartpizzamarketing.com forward slash mastermind, there's a link there to get on my calendar because we need to have a conversation. We don't let everybody into the group. This is an exclusive group and I am the gatekeeper. So I have to talk to you, make sure that the group is a good fit for you. You are a good fit for the group. And if that's the case, then we'll have you, we'll be happy to have you be part of the group. Again, smartpizzamarketing.com forward slash mastermind. All right, let's get into today's talk with Carmine from Carmine's Pizza Factory. Okay, guys, welcome back to the podcast. Carmine is joining me on the podcast today. Carmine and I have kind of known each other. I feel like we've known each other for a long time, but on social media. I guess that's the new age way of knowing people. But the first time we've really talked, and it's the first time you're joining me on the podcast. So I'm really excited to have this conversation with you. So first of all, thank you. Appreciate you coming on and joining me on the podcast. It's going to be fun. Well, I'm happy to be here. And the first thing I want to say is that like you, I feel like I've known you forever. I've seen you, you know, we run in the same circles, but especially in the last uh, six, seven months with COVID and where we're communicating social media, right? So, uh, yeah, yeah, man, I feel like I know you a long time. I know. I I love you. It's like my become my favorite podcasting hat. As soon as I get ready to podcast, I know, throw the hat on, get ready to go. Yeah. Yeah. Well, he's so good about that, right? Yeah. Uh, so, Carmine, uh, for anybody who's listening to the podcast, there's a lot of people who are listening. Uh, give us a little background about how you got into the pizza business. I know it's a cool story, so let's share it with some folks. All right. So, you know, uh, my parents are both from uh, Italy. I'm first generation born here. And um, I, when I was about 13 years old, my father just ran them out of the blue, no experience, no nothing, just went out and bought this little hole-in-the-wall pizzeria. Because I guess he thought it was going to be, you know, fun and to do. Um, so I was 13. That's when I got my feet wet. I enjoyed it a lot. Um, I loved interacting with people. And there's something, I don't know if it's in our blood, a lot of cultures feel that there's really something fulfilling and enjoying about feeding people. It really is. Um, it, like, drops all barriers You're immediately, like, uh, in a friendly relationship with people. Um, so I've always enjoyed it. And as I've gotten older, I've made a career out of it. Um, and in the last seven, eight years, going to Vegas, uh, going to International Pizza Expo, um, been invited to do events with my sons who are the pizza boys. Um, yeah. I got to meet, I got to meet, you know, these incredible pizza makers from across the country and even outside the country. And it kind of uh, gave me what I, you know, I was riding on fumes for, for like, you know, after 20 years of doing it, it's kind of like routine every day, but then meeting all these new people and seeing, you know, everybody and how well they're doing and how professional they are and all these new ideas and concepts, man, it was like, in one way, it was like learning a whole new trade without learning a whole new trade, if yeah. that makes sense to you. No, you totally. know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. So um, I'm lucky to be part of the World Pizza Champions team. Uh, you know, Tony Geminani, he's the, uh, the the head of that team. So in 2015, I was to be part of the team. And um, the boys are part of the team, too. So we're happy, you know, to be part of that. And 
really, that's when I started competing. Um, I guess it was like 2015. Um, Tony stopped at my restaurant in Jersey City. I thought it was amazing. Like, it's so nice. He was doing his Pizza Bible book tour. Did you know him before and, then? Um, well, I knew him from going to Vegas the two prior years because um, the boys were asked to perform their pizza tossing skills in, you know, at the pizza spot. So we started to build somewhat a relationship there. He's an extremely nice guy. Yeah. All Everybody that I met in Vegas, I mean, I, I probably have more friends now in the last five years than I've made in the last 30 years <laughs> of my life. Right. It's you true. know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. So he took time out to stop in my restaurant, which was really nice of him because, you know, everybody wants a piece of him. So he was going to be in New York. So many people wanted him to go and visit their locations. And, you know, Called me and he's just like, hey, I want to come down into the restaurant. And um, he's like, make me two pizzas. He goes, make me your, a New York style and make me something else. So I made him a, a Sicilian meat lover and a New York style pizza. He ate both pizzas. And, you know, I'm sure he was being polite. But, you know, he said to me, he goes, you know, uh, I judge these competitions. I've competed in these competitions. I think you would do really well. So at first I was just like, ah, you know. It's like out of your comfort zone. Yeah. You really want to go get criticized. You want to go get critiqued and criticized by people. You know, what if what if you don't do good? Like, what if your pizza's shitty? You know what <laughs> I mean? Then all of a sudden, it's like, what do you do, you know? Um. So my first competition, I, I placed fourth. Out of how many? Uh, I think 30. That's good. Pan division. I, well, I placed fourth. The second year, I placed 24th out of 30th. I got my ass handed to me. Because what happened was, placing fourth the year prior, I had all to think about how to improve, and I overthunk it. Is yeah. that a word? Overthunk. It is now. I overthunk it. I got out of my. I got out of who I was. I tried to be a little bit of this person, a little bit of that person, a little bit of this person. That were all successful, right? And I tried to emulate all these different people that I respect very much, but it totally didn't work for me. I basically got. I got smacked. Yeah. You know what I mean? My ego was shot. I'm never competing again. Oh my God, I suck. I'm gonna have to sell my pizzeria. I gotta find a new freaking, you know, a trade, whatever. And uh, and then I'm like, relax. You know what you're doing. And then I went back to work, and I just kind of stayed true to who I am. Yeah. And, you know, 2019, it all it all came to a head for me, and I did really well in Italy. I did great in Atlantic City, and. Uh, it's it's a great feeling individually because it's a lifetime of work. And at the same time, people that I've met over the last five years in the industry that I really respect a lot, you kind of you feel like I'm okay, I belong here. Yeah. You well, know what I mean? You know what it yeah. is? I <clears throat> going back to what you said about you placing fourth and then twenty what did you play? Twenty fourth, you said? Twenty fourth out of thirtieth overthinking it right like so i've been able to be a judge the last couple of years and they have different divisions uh, so i've been able to be a judge in a couple of different divisions at the pizza and pasta expo and i have to tell you you're 100 right you can tell the people who and i think when your pizza this year was pretty simple right the one that you won on i, I made yeah i made a traditional have pepperoni and sausage on yeah. it so it was very simple. Like you, you, it was like just basic ingredients produced well, and you can exactly. tell as a judge the people who are th overthinking it and trying too hard by like the toppings that they put on it or the style of pizza that they do or like the extra 
whatever it is that they try to put on it when the pizza's done, you can tell those people they're in their own heads. They're not going to win because they're overthinking it. And you can tell the people who came, they know what they're doing. Their dough is on point. They know how to cook it well. And it's just simple. Let the ingredients do the talking. And the preparation is where you come in. Like you could tell those people apart. So it's funny that you say that, that you went from being yourself and doing well, and then you overthunk it, you did bad. And then you were back to yourself and you won. Exactly. But, you know, I think that's the journey you got to go on yeah, to get there. Totally. You know what I'm trying to say? Uh, and, and don't get me wrong. What I produced last year was me, but it also had little tweaks of what I've learned over the last couple of years because there's a lot of truth to, you know, you don't want to be the smartest guy in the room, man. Right. You want to be able to absorb. I'm like a sponge, bro. Like, you know what I mean? So, um, um, I, I have a really good eye at, at seeing talent. And at the same time, I can distinguish between what's really kind of like smoke screen. You know what I mean? A lot of smoke <laughs> screens, like all these, you know, different fancy, different fancy toppings and this and that. Yeah. Um, you just got to stick what you know really good. And then at the same time, lucky enough to be able to talk to and get um, mentored by a handful of guys who've been there, have done well. And you, and you take little pieces of success. So it wasn't just me. Absolutely, I was the foundation of the experience of the last 30 years of my life. But at the same time, the people I've surrounded myself with over the last couple of years put that cherry on the on the icing. Like, you yeah. know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, you know, it's all good, bro. And, and that's another thing I really love about the moderate of the pizza industry because I'm in Jersey City. I'm downtown Jersey City. I've been there 20 years. If I went to one of my competitors, it's not really a competitor role in business. There's so many thousands and thousands of people in Jersey City. There's yeah. more than enough people to feed for everybody. But I went to one of those guys like, God, your sauce is amazing. What do you put in it? They look at me like, I'm not going to tell you. You know what I mean? <laughs> right. But you, know, you call somebody in, in example, team from the World Pizza Champion teams, even the, even the U.S. pizza team or even just independent guys like, bill right like uh the buddy you're representing on your hat like each other's brains and there's no there's no like um there's no barriers it's all like we're all out to really help each other get to that level because what what it comes down to is the importance of what we do we're trades people we're i i think going to vegas and meeting all these people really gave me a value of what i do i'm not just a pizza guy not just a guy. There's there's a value for me emotionally and mentally of what we do. And I love that I can share that and I love that other people share it with me. Yeah. I like that. And I, I mean, think it makes us I think it makes us better. Yeah, totally. And it, it makes it makes like the people who go to the pizza that's what makes the pizza shows uh, so great because the people who go there are mostly those kind of people, right? Like willing right. to share, willing to network, looking to grow and help other people grow as well. And I mean, I, th- I feel like if exactly. every business owner, regardless of what business you're in, had that mentality, it would be a lot more successful business owners than there are right now. I mean, uh, the what? COVID thing aside. Uh, listen, if that, a thousand percent that man, um, I think if overall, if people have philosophy, the the world would be a, a much nicer and happier place, you know. Yeah. You want to lift. You want to lift people up, yes. right? I mean, that's that's what you want to do. You, you know? want to be around people who not only lift people up, but like help you go up as well. Yeah, and then you bring, and then you bring people too, man. 
I get people, I get people in my inbox all the time. Like, Hey, you know, I'll post a picture of a pizza or something and I'll get, you know, some inboxes, you know, messages and be like, Hey man, how'd you do that? I'm struggling with this. And there's no hesitation, man. I'm, I'm an open book, you know? So that's cool. You know what I mean? Now, growing up in the pizza industry, I grew up in the pizza industry. I started working in the pizza industry um, when I was, you know, 14, worked at Pizzeria Regina here in Boston when I was 15, 16. So I grew up in it. And my whole life, I was like, if I have kids, there's no way I want my kids to be involved in this business. This is a hard business. It's long hours. It's nights. It's weekends. It's like the total opposite of what you want from a regular life. Um, right. Your kids are heavily involved with it. What made did they decide that they wanted to do it, or how did they get involved with it? I'll, I'll try to I'll try to keep this answer really short, uh, the best I can. So I, I'm a hands on. If I was a dentist, my kids would be at the dental practice with me probably cleaning people's teeth <laughs> they be gym breaks already that'd be interesting i feel there's a value there's a there's a value to teaching worth ethic totally agree. okay and i and i think that in today's world my opinion from what i see you're just above average today you're stellar compared to your competition okay there's there's a lack of um like self um, motivation, you know, everything is handed to people. So I thought it was important for me to teach my kids a work ethic early. You know, listen, hey, I got to buy them their sneakers anyway. I got to buy, I got to feed them anyway. I got to get them their PlayStation video games anyway. So, hey, come to the pizza for me today, make some pizza boxes, help Luis make the dough. We got to clean inside one of the refrigerators. So, you know, I'm, I'm doing a couple things. I'm getting them out of the house. I'm getting them out of my wife's hair, right? <laughs> um, they're, they're, they're getting some hands-on, right? And they're feeling a value of, hey, I work. You know, in their mind, maybe they think, oh, my God, I work so hard. But they work. All right, they get 30 bucks each. Now you're going to GameStop with the exception of if it's inappropriate game or not. They, right. they buy what they want. They, they get what they want. So there's a sense of... Um, motivation where hey dad can i come to work with you again next saturday and next saturday and next saturday so and i'm hoping and so far so good you know they're they're very involved in school they're both honest students um they both have a great lot of friends you know their their social life isn't actually too much to be honest with you um so that's all good stuff but what i'm really hoping is Whatever they decide to do, if they're going to be an accountant or they're going to be a veterinarian or they're going to be in the pizza business, that they understand that, like, they're accountable. Yeah. Like, nobody's going to do it for you. You got to go and do it. Yeah. Um, and then, you know, the, the pizza tossing kind of just happened, man. I had my two sons with me. They were little. They were bored. They want to play. You know, what do you do? You give them dough. They're throwing it at each other. One thing leads to another. You know, Michael was seven when I, when I, I taught him. I called it the potato chip flip you know yeah and um at first it was just like like a goof in a sense just to keep them busy and then with social media youtube facebook everything you post videos and you don't really have in like you post a video to show your friends you know what i mean yeah yeah so and you didn't before think you know be... it it's going it's going viral yeah How long, when, viral. when was the first one when did the first one like go viral that like got a lot of attention March 2012, Michael was just about to turn eight wow. in May, and he was 
faucet for just a few weeks and I made this two minute video, it was really grainy and it was kind of surprise, it was just a surprise. My local, my, my, my very close friends that are all like in the pizza business, we were all together. It was just like, almost just like to make their day. Hey, check this video out. Right. You know what I mean? And everybody was just like, oh my God, people started sharing it, started getting a lot of views. And, and then, you know, I knew nothing about viral videos. I knew nothing about, you know, TV shows or anything like that. But then TV shows start to call. And the really cool thing, which we just stumbled on very luckily, is that the talent that the boys have, you know, I'm sure sure you've seen these viral videos where there's a 14 year old kid that gets his wisdom teeth pulled out and he says the most hilarious funny thing and it gets 100 million views <laughs> right and it's on the news for like two weeks and then it's gone right right yep the amazing thing luckily about what the boys do is that it's talent so they can always do it and with pizza being such a big part of our culture there's national pizza month which we're in there's National Pizza Day. There's National Cheese Day. There's National Pepperoni Day. So what happens is every, a few times a year, and of course we're so close to New York, you know, Jersey City, it's, you know, right on the other side of the, the tunnel. Yeah. We, we get invited to do a lot of TV shows because they need that three to six minute pizza segment. So, also we've been lucky. The boys have been on national TV since 2012, multiple times a year. Year, every single year without missing a year through now we haven't missed a year yet wow that's amazing all be all because they could they could toss pizza dough and, and listen um that's how i became friends with people in vegas and we got asked to do the, the international pizza expo from pizza today um so it's you know it, it's one of those things where you did plan out and doors just opened and i've always been the kind of personality where it's like, I like to say yes more than I say no to things. Yeses open other doors. Yep. You meet new people. You experience new stuff, and it's it's been a lot of fun. Have you they had I mean? have they had a blast doing it? They love it. Um, they love the attention. They they love all the people that they've met. You know, in the pizza community, they really enjoy it. It makes them feel special. This Sunday, we have um, an Italian Heritage Festival up in Northern Jersey, sponsored by Lamborghini. Oh, and wow. they have some really well-known Italian comics and singers. And they're like, hey, we want the boys to open the show. So you don't say no to Lamborghini. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. You know? so, so again, it's just it's, it's going to be another fun afternoon out, meet some people, and um. You know, so they, they enjoy it. They, they enjoy what they do. Has it helped business? Like, do people get, recognize your business because of them? Um, yes, it's helped business in the sense I, I get basically a lot of national free commercials, right? Right. right. But that doesn't translate. That doesn't translate. For example, uh, you know, they do. They did little big shots in, in um, Los Angeles. That doesn't translate to a whole lot of foot traffic in my restaurant. Right. But because of them and because of the path we went on, I started competing. I won. So locally, when I was able to get a couple articles written last year about my win, which were total local, you know, Jersey City and Hudson County, we went up 30 percent. Oh, wow. So 
So indirectly, no, but directly, yes. Like, you know what I'm saying? It's all connected, you know? Yeah, totally. I totally see how that's going. Like, so you get, it's not necessarily that people see them and then they come into your restaurant, but like the exposure of you sharing it and then like other people in your community sharing the posts or videos gets more exposure for you for people who are in your area. Exactly. Yeah. Do they get, do they like get, (laughs) I know we're talking about them a lot too, but I think it's pretty cool that what they do. Do you, do like their friends at school, like recognize them or talk about it or do they just kind of like ignore it? So, you know, they've been doing it now for eight years, right? So Michael's 16 and Nicholas is 13. So um, the large majority of friends, it's it's so normal now. Yes. Because first of all, we've done so many parties for our township and the schools and everything. So it's it's kind of like it's it's old news. But at the same time, everybody knows who the kids are. And um Every once in a while, we'll do an event in town. It's really cool to see that even though you got these cool 15, 16, 17-year-old football players like Michael's friends, but, like, they get into it too. You know yeah, what I yeah, mean? Yeah. So so overall, it's great. And, you know, listen, let's face it. It doesn't help. It doesn't hurt with the girl situation, right? I mean, it helps <laughs> with the boys. They, they have a lot of friends and a lot of them are girls. And, uh, you know, so they enjoy that too, you know? Nice. I love that. Yeah, it's it's cool. Like some, I don't know, my daughter. So I have three daughters. I don't have any sons, but I have three daughters who are 18, uh, 17, and 13. And I just picture them like I can't tell if they would be like excited for the for the exposure and to be like recognized, or they would be like, Dad, that's enough. Get me out get me out of here. So, you know, Mike, so Michael's at that age now. Like we did the Nickelodeon show. Um, we filmed for Nickelodeon um a few weeks ago. And so the demographic for that show was like five to nine, right? Yeah. So they had a really great time because they got they were, they could be goofy. Yeah. And we do my daughter, my daughter Loey, who's nine, she she has autism. So the boys are very involved in doing um doing events for the special needs classes in the community and even outside the community. So they're real good with the kids. And then when you think about what they do with the pizza toss, and it's always to music, so it's fun music. Yeah. And then, you know, it's very visual. So it's like perfect for kids in general. So when they do something like for Nickelodeon, I see like they're performers. They turn it on. They're goofy. They love it, whatever. But, you know, like last year, Michael did it like for his whole high school. And he didn't want to do it at first because he was just like, you know, he's at that age where, People are going to think it's stupid. Right, right. But then he does the high school, literally, literally on the football field. And, you know, the, the the seats got all the kids from the high school in it. And everybody's applauding and clapping and cheering. Like, you know what I mean? Yep. So, you know, it's all psychological at this point in their age. Like, you know, I mean, it's it's that pressure, stress kind of thing. Yeah, and I think but, it's uh, good for them. I think it'll be good for them in the long run, too, because, like, being under the microscope like that or being on TV in front of all those people looking at you and, and being able to still perform takes that anxiety away that most people have when they're like, oh, uh, like, if there's three people looking at them, they can't perform the same way. Like, they won't have that. Yeah. No, it's it goes back to what I said before about just, you know, work ethic and getting them ready and public speaking and, and all that stuff. Yeah, so. So how are you? how are you guys holding up during this whole coronavirus situation? Right. So my, my pizzeria in Jersey city, we've been there for about 20 years. I'm a corner neighborhood. I'm in a little brownstone. Um, our business 
product model is deliveries, right? Because yeah. we're, we're basically visual, visualize New York City. We're Jersey City, but it's the same kind of uh, demographic, just less people. People come home from work. They can't find parking spots. They're not getting in their car and driving to, you know, the local, you know, the restaurant down the street. Everything is delivery. So we got lucky that our business model was just built to thrive in this pandemic because unfortunately when a lot of our friends sat up sit up restaurants were you know closing down temporarily yeah we we were like really really busy um and now you know now it's six seven months later we we're, we're doing well i mean as far as our business compared to last year we're probably doing better than we did last year and this year i'm only working on six days i closed mondays wow. just to give everybody off like you know what i mean yeah. instead of like keeping that schedule and rotating you're off tuesday nights you're off thursdays you're off sundays everybody's off mondays all day so you can go to the bank you can go get your haircut you can go shopping you can do everything you got to do and then they still get their you know other night off whenever they need it right um i also do mobile um, we have a Jersey pizza boys mobile business. So that took a beating during COVID because, you know, I'm in my seventh year with the mobile. A lot of, we, you know, we do a lot of graduate parties, a lot of private parties, a lot of corporate lunches. Um, and I would say it would start like beginning of April. We're in October now. I've only done six events so far and, and, and all six of them have been in like the last four weeks. Wow. Now, where this time last year, this time last year, I probably did about 60 or 70. That's crazy. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But, you know, it's a seasonal business anyway. So, it, you know, I'm not happy that it happened. But at the same time, we're going to be okay. And that I know next season, hopefully, if COVID gets under control and things go kind of go back to, you know, normal, you know, it, business will pick right back up. Yeah. It's, it, it's tough because... You know, there's a lot of businesses that I know that have had to close or like you said, had mobile units that, you know, they didn't have a brick and mortar. Their mobile unit was their only business. And like, it wasn't like they did bad yeah. marketing or they messed up. It was just like their hands were tied. So you try to survive the best you can. And I guess you got lucky because you do have the brick and mortar and you were built for delivery and takeout. So that was great yeah. for you and your family yeah. that like you were able to do that, which is, yeah. you know, tough for a lot of well, people. Well, let me, let, me, let me just say this so like i said before like we were like self-business model lucky for the pandemic but like in 2008 with the financial crash you know at that point I, my business model was the opposite of luck because all my deliveries all my corporate accounts oh, in right. 2008 at the end of eight 2009 all those financial institutions i lost about 60 percent of my gross business overnight and when i say overnight i literally mean like today i had it tomorrow it was gone wow. 60 percent overnight so you know life is uh life is a circle right like i mean you gotta you write out the good you write out the bad so we made it through that you know 2008 through 2012 really sucked bro like really really sucked yeah you know and and this time we got lucky so you know we happen to be on the uh, right end of uh you know whatever it is that you know made us lucky so you know got to take 
the good with the bad. Yeah, I know. I remember 2008. We so me and my brother-in-law, who was my partner at the time, opened a second location in about I think it was 2007, like right before the 2008 uh, crisis hit. And 2007 was great. It was growing really well. 2008 came. We just happened to be in kind of an affluent town. wasn't a lot of people, but it was like a, an affluent town. And it, the financial crisis hit them hard. And same kind of thing, like business tanked, and the next few years was a, it was a, it was hard for us because it was a destination location that, was hard, that a lot of people weren't around for. But I remember those times very well, more than I would like to remember. Sometimes I try to forget it. I'll tell you what, they made me a better pizza man, a, a better business person because you learned how to trim the fat. Yes, you learn you you learn really what like. Um, really what's not important you learn really what you can do better i mean dude you know survival will do that to you, <laughs> yeah. you know, put your back you really learn right? how to serve. yeah yeah you got you got a choice so you know i figure my best my best decisions in business or anything come from when my back's against the wall and like you have to make a decision yeah 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 well you know not not as far as like inspiration kind of point but like even even just a regular day at the restaurant i'm always at my best when we're the busiest you know like when, when the pressure is on you yeah you know friday night dude i'm in such a zone i got 22 things going on flawless monday afternoon i throw it in the oven i forget about it and i burn it because <laughs> it's the only pizza i got in the oven you know you know what i'm saying yeah i totally so did. so that pressure makes your brain work better like you know what i mean so you know Yes, pressure is not a bad thing. Right, yeah. Totally. Are you going to compete at the next time we have a pizza expo? Like, were you supposed to compete at this Pizza Impossible one? Uh, Yeah, I'm going to compete again. I think think the rules are I can't compete in the traditional because I won it, so I would compete in another category. I've been playing around. I don't know if you follow me on on Facebook, but I've been playing around with my gluten-free. I saw that right before we hopped on today. really working on that. Oh man, I'm I'm in love right now um, with the gluten free. It's um, you know, my personality has always been I'm a little apprehensive. I I you know it took me a little bit. It's it, but then when I dive in, I dive in. Yeah. So I'm officially I've officially have dove in on on the gluten free, and Kapoor makes a uh, product that's a, you know gluten free flour, and you know the only downside is it's a little pricey. But the everything else is it's positive. I mean, it's just an amazing product. I've actually I've been making it about two three times a week, and my my guinea pigs, whatever you want to call them, my my <laughs> testers, my taste testers, a lot of them are people that are like you know, um, stack and and you know they've just given up gluten. Yeah. And they think I'm lying to them. They they think that like after they eat that they're gonna get sick. Because they think it's really gluten, that it's really pizza, like your regular pizza. Yeah, yeah. And I'm like, no, man. I show, I show them the labeling, I show them the thing. This is this. So it's blowing people away. Wow. So I think when I do, I think when I do compete, I'm probably gonna, I'm probably gonna throw my hat in the ring with the gluten free. Nice. I so I judged uh, a couple years ago. I was the judge for the gluten free division of the uh, Pizza and Pasta Expo, and John uh, from King and Berto's won, and. Same kind of thing. We had to bring in. We actually had Tony Gimignani come over because it was me. It was Justin from uh, Speedy Romeo and uh, Al- Alberto from Forza Pizza as the judges. Probably gonna call them out now. I probably should have said that, but um, they were the judges. And 
John's pizza came up and it same kind of thing. What you just explained, like we didn't think it was gluten free. We're like, Tony, come here for a second. Try this out. Is this like, is this guy messing with us yeah. uh, or this girl? Cause yeah, we didn't yeah. know. And he's like, no, that's really gluten free. And it was unbelievable. He made the best gluten free pizza I've ever had. Sound just like what you described. So, so there, there, there are a handful of guys and King Roto, John is one of them. Uh, Rotolo in Vegas. He's yeah. another one. Um, but but you know who like doesn't get enough of credit, and I'm gonna give a little shout out right now. Um, he work he works for Orlando Foods. Michele. Yes. You, you know who Michele I is. Do, yeah. Okay. He he's the behind the scenes guy. They send him out. He shows everybody what to do. So like for example, he came along with uh, Frank Speranza, who was uh, also from Orlando Foods. They came to my restaurant. Said, talk to me like I'm three years old. Pretend I got no pizza experience. Show me what to do. They showed me, and it was, just from what they showed me was an amazing product. Now, I take that. King Alberto did the way you know what Rotolo does. Now you take that. That's your foundation, and now you put your own DNA in it. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. So you start you start to tweak it and play with it, and that's kind of. What I've been doing, I, I pretty not much now have it to where I want it to be. But but Michele, man, I think he needs to get a little bit more credit because he's the man. He's the he's the guy behind the guys. How long? You know did, what I'm trying yeah, to say? Yeah. How long did it take you to perfect it? Like how long did it take you to be like, all right, I'm happy with it? Well, I yeah, I never perf- you never perfect it, but wrong words, um, yeah, I, I should have said it's one it's one of those products that it's. Literally follow the recipe on the bag, and it's it's a B plus. Really, you know what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah. It's it's a B plus already. Just the recipe on the bag. Um, play with it for a few weeks. I saw what worked. I saw what didn't work. Some things that work don't make no sense to me why it works, <laughs> and some things that should that things that should work and elevate it don't do anything to it. So it's kind of like again, you're you're chasing perfection in the sense of you, you you have to experience it you can't just take it for granted okay well i'll just do this this and this because that's a different product yeah it has only different you know you don't want to get boring but like there's really i can't explain it to you properly but there's probably like a scientist or a chemist out there who could tell you why it's happening in different ways you know what i mean yeah but so you have to you have to play you have to play with it so um like i said you know one of the things I experienced it is, you know, believe it or not, like when you, and and this was told to me by somebody, they're like, par bake your shells and freeze them, and when you thaw them out, and you use them, they're actually better than not being frozen, and I and I guess that's open for, you know, a conversation, right? But I'm like, yeah, let me try it, you know what I mean? So I made a few, I froze them, I take them out good it's unbelievable that's crazy that is like it's like sometimes what you think it's almost like social media right like marketing on social media is kind of the same thing sometimes what you think is going to do well doesn't and what you don't think is going to do well does it's like sometimes you're not always you're not always the perfect person to make that decision exactly you just got to go with the flow yeah exactly i mean what do they call that pivot you got to be ready to pivot especially now right now we're going to be seeing what happens i hope um, we don't have to pivot too much more. I hope everything kind of gets back to normal, hopefully soon. Cause I, I miss going to the pizza expos and the shows. I miss seeing everybody and hanging out. 
you know, man, it's um, I'm sure we're all guilty of laying in bed. The alarm is going off and we're just oh, I wish I didn't have to go to work. I didn't have to, go to school. And it was like the, it was like the universal genie granted our wish. <laughs> but they forgot to they forgot to tell us, OK, you don't have to go to work, but you can't go to the movies. Right. You can't go to the barber. Yeah. You can't you can't go to for dinner. They left. I was saying the contracts that was in the little writing that we didn't get we didn't really read you know so <laughs> yeah. be careful what you wish for because yeah. a lot of people got to stay home and my god man, it's it's crazy you know? and you got to be stuck with your so, family all those people who say they didn't have enough family time you're going to be stuck in your house all with your entire family the whole time for six months you know there's and there's good and bad to everything right so we were deemed essential workers so i never stopped working right you know what i mean um but the first couple months, you know, the kids were completely home. We wouldn't let them go nowhere. Yeah. Um, I wasn't letting my wife do food shopping. I was doing the food shopping. So, you know, and it's in the middle of the winter. You know, it's March, it's April. It was a cold, you know, it was cold. Yeah. So it was like you're on top of each other. You know what I mean? So as much as you love the kids and, you know, but it's like, <laughs> Jesus Christ. Yeah. <laughs> Summer didn't come fast yeah. enough and now it's over. Ah, blinked our eyes. It's crazy. Carmine, it was awesome yeah. talking to you. Where can people go check you out or say hello to you? Like, where would you like them to go if they're in either in near your restaurant or either online? Which where, where should they go? Well, if they're if they're in the Jersey City area, Carmine Pizza Factory. We're downtown Jersey City, right on Eighth and Brunswick Street. And if you're online, check us out on Facebook or Instagram, Jersey Pizza Boy, or you can follow me, Carmine Testa. So this was this was a lot of fun. Um, uh, you know, I've been watching what you do, so I'm glad I, I, I'm glad, you know, like you're a coach, like you finally put me. So uh, thanks for that. (laughs) I appreciate you taking the time. I know that everybody who's in this business, especially now, it's like a really crazy busy time for everybody. So to take 35, 40 minutes out of your day to join us and talk about pizza and kind of hang out with us, I very much appreciate. And I can't wait. Next time I'm in Jersey city, I'm definitely going to stop in. Say hello. All right, man. Sounds good, brother. All right, Carmine, thank you so much. We're going to end the show there. Go check out Carmine, and we'll link up all his social profiles and his website on the show notes for this episode of the podcast. So, Carmine, thanks, man. We'll talk to you soon. All right, man. Talk to you soon. All right. Thanks to Carmine for joining me on the podcast. Every time I talk to somebody who has competed at the Pizza Expo and won, reminds me of the same thing. It reminds me that you're never going to win one of these competitions without entering them. Every single person who's come on the podcast and has mentioned that they've won, or not that they've mentioned, I've noticed that they've won a competition, always comes in with the story of, I entered the competition and I came in 40th uh, out of 50 people my first time. But it gave me the opportunity and I wanted to compete and I wanted to get better. So if you've ever thought about, if you're running a pizzeria, you should really look into when these events start to come back around Look into getting into the competition. You and re, may, you may want to realize that you probably won't win at the beginning, but it's definitely going to be able to put you around the right people. And that's kind of like what we try to do with our mastermind group. The mastermind group isn't to tell you exactly what you need to do. It's to put you around the right people. And that's what these competitions do. You surround yourself with other people who have either won the competition or have been there before. And it really makes you network and meet great people who you could ask questions to in the future. Uh, So never look at these competitions and think to yourself, well, I'm never going to win. I've only been making pizza for a year or two. I shouldn't enter. 
I think that's the wrong way to look at it. I think you need to look at it as I'm going to enter this competition. I'm probably going to lose, but maybe the second, third, or fourth time I enter, that's my opportunity to win, but I need the experience first. Uh, so that was my key takeaway from this one, and it wasn't necessarily anything that Carmine said. It was more thinking about all the conversations I've had with people who have entered these competitions, capping it off with Carmine today. Let me know what your thoughts are. Leave me a review on iTunes or wherever you listen to the podcast. That would be super helpful. Uh, like I said, look into our mastermind group because that's where you get to hang out with other entrepreneurs, myself, couple monthly calls every single month. We have these special classes, a private Facebook group. So if you're an operator who's like into it and into it, like everybody's into it, who's an operator. I don't know why I said it like that. But if you're an operator who's hands-on and you really want to know what's working, but you don't want to like sub it out to somebody or you don't want to really trust any of these, all of a sudden there's 77 restaurant marketing gurus out there, uh, join our group. It's a great group of people. You can come in, ask your questions. Other business owners and myself will be in there helping you kind of navigate through the whole crazy world of marketing. Uh, and you can get some advice, some motivation, maybe a little push if you need that, and access to me all in the same time. So smartpizzamarketing.com forward slash mastermind if you want to get into that. All right, also, hit me up on Instagram. I am at the Bruce Irving on Instagram as well as at Smart Pizza Marketing. And tag us. Maybe we'll feature your pizzas on our Instagram channel, Smart Pizza Marketing. So if you have a pizza that you love, it looks fantastic, tag us on Instagram at Smart Pizza Marketing and we'll share it out on our channels. All right. Thank you guys so much. I appreciate you tuning into the podcast again, and we'll see you next week.